0: Hello, my name's Tracy Finley. Welcome to EQ Your Business. In this series, I'll take you on a journey where you, your customers, your people and your business can get great results by making some simple changes in perspective. Through clever use of emotional intelligence, it's possible to change behaviours, get the results you want and overcome the frustrations that so many people feel when dealing with customers and staff. It's all about the win-win. Hello, this episode follows my first podcast, where I gave a summary of my customer right now needs model. And it covers more detail about right now need number two, do I matter to you? Now, although this customer need is less relevant to acquisition, it's absolutely crucial to every other customer interaction. This is because the attitude that your business displays at every point in the customer journey tells your customer whether they matter to you. And this affects things like whether they finally buy from you, whether they'll buy from you again, how they behave when things go wrong, how they respond when you need something from them, whether or not they'll recommend you and so many other things that dictate whether your business is successful. If your business is complacent about making sure that your customers feel that they matter to you, I guarantee that not only will you lose customers, but the customers you keep will make your life more difficult because they've subconsciously picked up that they don't matter to you. Additionally, your staff will be more frustrated because they're the ones that have to deal with any fallout from a less than great customer relationship as a result, they'll be less motivated. I know this because I've witnessed the marked changes in staff attitude towards the customers they deal with when I work with my clients and their teams to get this right. This is because when we workshop this model, they really quickly see what makes things go wrong with customers and that it only needs a few small changes to make such a big difference. And when they practice the changes, they quickly see the shift in attitudes, responses, and behaviours of customers they deal with. So in my summary of the customer right now needs, I broke this one down into two components, acknowledgement and reassurance. These two little gems really come into play when you either follow up on sales inquiry or when you're providing customer service. So let's start with acknowledgement. I'm going to give you an example of how to acknowledge effectively. But first, let's look at some of the points in a typical customer journey where you'll get the opportunity to acknowledge. So the first is when your team answers the phone. Then if a customer walks into your store or onto your premises, if you've kept a customer waiting, if your business has done something that's confused or frustrated them, And I just need to say that's regardless of whether you believe you were right or wrong. If someone is waiting to be served and they're behind a customer who's taking a long time, if you recognize that a customer has returned to buy from you again, and definitely, definitely if they complain. So these are just a few examples. Now I'm going to quickly go into some do's and don'ts of some of these customer journey points when it comes to acknowledgement. And remember, What I'm suggesting here is designed to help you appeal to the subconscious human need to matter. This means that some assumed age-old approaches need to go out of the window. This also means that some of my suggestions will be to tell you what not to do. So here's a rundown. When you or your team answer a customer call, don't thank them for calling. No one believes it's genuine. Next one, when your customer states a need or a problem, acknowledge it. That might sound like, oh, that's great. Or absolutely, I can help you with that. Or goodness, Mike, that sounds like you're having an absolute nightmare. Or wow, that sounds really frustrating. It just means that you have acknowledged their feelings, their sentiment, their pain, their excitement. Just acknowledge it. Too many businesses just go straight into... Okay, can I take your book in reference, for example? Uh, that's not acknowledging. So another one is if you've kept a customer waiting, always acknowledge it and apologise, always. If there's a customer waiting behind another customer for a while, just acknowledge them. It's important that they know you've noticed them. I absolutely adore the bartender who's serving someone else and glances over to say, I oh, won't be a moment. So rare, so rare, but it's, it's a little gem. One really important thing I want to say here is that acknowledgement trumps excuses every time. So many businesses feel they need to explain why they didn't deliver on something rather than acknowledging the impact they've had on the customer. If you feel the need to tell your customer about why they've been let down, be really careful to make sure it doesn't sound like an excuse, like it's not your responsibility make sure you still own it. So I'm gonna give you an example. Listen to the difference between the delivery of these two identical messages. So imagine um, a business is calling a customer to say that something won't be delivered on time. Hello, um, I'm afraid that our suppliers haven't delivered your part today. So unfortunately, it won't be available until tomorrow. I'm really sorry about that. So that's one example. Now listen to the same message but with acknowledgement and ownership. Mike, I've just discovered that our suppliers haven't delivered your part today, which means that it won't be available to you until tomorrow. I'm really frustrated that they've let us down, and I'm so sorry that it means that we've let you down. The key here is acknowledgement, reinforced by ownership. It tells your customer that they matter to you. Interestingly, the more powerful one doesn't include an apology. I'm going to go more into that sacred little word sorry in my episode about complaint handling. I discovered a few years ago that if I applied this simple change in approach and majored on acknowledgement and ownership, it created a massive change in the customer response when something went wrong. Now I don't dread giving customers bad news because they get that it's a pain for me and they are much more accommodating. I can guarantee if you change your approach to this, you won't believe the difference. And trust me, it makes dealing with customers so, so much more enjoyable. I'm gonna be taking this concept much further in my episode about dealing with complaints. I can't wait to do that one. I'm now going to cover the second element of the do I matter to you need, and that's reassurance. An important thing I want to stress at this point, and it's something that a lot of businesses overlook, is that your in-depth knowledge of your products, systems or processes can sometimes render you blind to the fact that you're not being clear about what you deliver and how to do business with you. So clarity and reassurance is crucial never keep your customers guessing, never assume they know what to do and make their experience with your business as frictionless as possible. And you know what, if that means that you have to bring somebody in that doesn't know your business, that'll only make the process of getting it right much easier. Here are a few pointers though. If your business has an online buying experience, keep the process as straightforward as possible with simple and reassuring language throughout So customers never have to fear getting it wrong. Clearly signpost where possible. Don't have too many messages in one place. Clearly confirm when a milestone has been hit, like reserving a place, purchasing a product, making a cancellation or making a payment, for example, and then let them know what happens next. Even tell them what won't happen if you think they'll expect it. If your business has an offline customer experience and customers interact with your business on a more physical level, the rules are pretty much the same. Don't have too many messages. Interestingly, according to Forbes... The conscious brain processes about 40 pieces of information per second, while the unconscious brain is able to process around 11 million pieces per second. Bonkers. So, while your customers are entering your business, uh, they might be thinking things like, I need to be quick. Goodness, it's cold in here. Where's that thing I need? Did I leave my wallet in the car? Have I got to pick the kids up tonight? While they're thinking all of those things, don't expect them to read, digest and act upon all your notices that might be dotted around your business saying things like, please order at the bar, please take note of your table number, cash only, or a free bottle of wine with two pizzas Tuesdays to Thursdays and only if you order before 7pm. If you expect them to see everything in one place, then there's a strong possibility that they'll miss most of your carefully prepared messages. So don't get frustrated when your customers don't comply. It's not their fault. Um, Just a, a side note on here, I often wonder why it is that cafes always tell their customers to wait to be seated, but I almost never see notices telling customers to sit anywhere and order at the bar. What a nice little welcome message that would be. My best piece of advice to you here is to split your notices up and carefully put them at the relevant point in the customer journey. So that might be things like, um, you know, you might even put certain little notices on the menu um, because it's more appropriate to when they're ordering. So that sort of thing, just carefully think about where you put them and don't just think that putting them up means that they're going to see them. One more thing I want to mention here for, it's particularly for small business, and that's the phone greeting. And this is with particular reference to the mobile phone number that you give out to customers. You need to understand, small businesses, that this is often the very first impression your customer gets of you and your business. In 99% of cases, when I call a mobile phone number of a small business, I'll get one of two experiences. It's either... Hi, this is Bob. I can't get you a call right now, but if you leave your name, number and a brief message, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. <laughs> For starters, everyone knows that that's a cliche and not authentic. Secondly, it baffles me why people still insist on telling people how to leave a message like they've never done it before. And finally, how will your customers know that they've dialed the right number. Or even worse, I'll get, this is a vote of own voice messaging service. Please leave a message after the tone. So it's basically the default. What does that say about how much you care? This is a massively missed opportunity for small businesses just to do a tiny little personal message that makes you stand out and you sound different to all the other businesses of the same type. So bear in mind, if they're ringing around, this could be an opportunity to connect with them. So to conclude, to satisfy your customers right now need to matter, acknowledge their needs and their pain, reassure them every step of the way. The examples I give are often for small businesses because they're easily relatable for everyone. But the rationale behind my examples are equally as relevant in large organisations. All you need to do is workshop each right now need with your customer-facing staff, that is, the ones that know more about your customer needs than anyone else in your business, and apply the principles to your specific product or service. When you listen to my complete set of customer right now needs, achieving customer satisfaction in your business will make so much more sense. I'm Tracy Finley.